Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 14 of the Fit Farming Food Mom. I am your host Connie and I am a busy mom of two. We live on a small hobby farm and I am an ISSA certified personal trainer and coach and my biggest goal with this podcast is to help get information out there that can hopefully help others. Um, I want to be somebody that can be a mentor for people and help them achieve their health and fitness goals. So anyway, today I want to talk about setting healthy and sustainable New Year's resolutions that you can stick to. Um, I think there's a lot of reasons people aren't able to stick to their resolutions and maybe it's because they set some giant goal, which I'm not saying is wrong, but the logistics just aren't there to actually complete the goal. Um, Also with the new year, we have a lot of these Insta fixes and weight loss marketing companies come out in full force and they have all of these offers that are pretty appealing Um, and a lot of times those offers are actually just setting you up for disaster. So anyways, I wanted to do a podcast today because there's a whole lot of misinformation out there. And so I was going to give you my spin on things and how I feel about some of this stuff that you're seeing on social media. Um, first and foremost, this is my own opinion. Uh, what works for me and what I believe in may not work for you. And I'm just doing my best to inform you of my feelings on some of the subjects that are common um, and that you see trending out there. And I hope you can find some of this information useful and apply it to your own life. And if nothing else, at least you get to hear someone else's opinion on things. Um, Anyway, I will apologize ahead of time. I did miss last week's show because I was pretty darn sick. First time I've been sick in about two years. And I still have a cough and I'm still kind of clogged up. So Hoping to get through today's episode without coughing up a lung. Um, And I look forward to talking about this subject and I hope you find it helpful. So I think a big issue right now is definitely social media. I know I've said that before and it's probably not the last time you're going to hear it. Um, But it can be a good and bad thing. I think it's great because you can find people that ignite your spark and follow them and get inspiration from them. Um, But also sometimes maybe it's the wrong inspiration, I guess. Um, What I've been noticing is there's a lot of abusers of social media and its platform. There's a lot of people out there with large followings that haven't necessarily put in the time and effort to be giving advice to other people. Um, A lot of these people are putting stuff out there just for the almighty dollar. They're not doing it to help you. They are doing it to help them. So today I wanted to offer a little bit of information. Um, I have no financial drive here. And the only benefit I get from sharing this knowledge is the satisfaction that maybe I can make a positive difference in someone's life. Um, So I put a question up on Instagram asking people about their New Year's goals And pretty much the highest ranking New Year's resolution was fitness related. So I'm going to hit mostly on that in this podcast. Um, You know, I completely understand why it's hard to get going in the gym. Um, People think that everyone's watching them or judging their form or that they're being judged. And that's like, we are so afraid of being judged. So 
Um, that's actually not the case, though. A lot of people are focusing on themselves or too busy focusing on worrying about what other people are thinking about them to actually be focusing on you. <laughs> so um, it's hard to get into a fitness routine because you're afraid of the gym, and I totally understand that. Um, also, then you've got all these jerks out here taking videos of people that are performing and exercising correctly at the gym and posting it on social media. And that just tweaks the shit out of me because... I can't think of pretty much any other sport where people would take a video and post it online of somebody practicing something and make fun of it. I mean, if someone's practicing a violin and they mess up, nobody's going to be like, ha ha, look at this video of somebody practicing the violin or ballet or basketball, football, doesn't matter. They're going to post a video of somebody learning that and be like, oh, look how cool this is. My friend is learning how to do this, you know, even if they're not perfect at it. So. Anyway, I don't know why the gym is the only place that that happens, and it's really sad that our society functions that way. Um, so, you know, if you're if you're into fitness and you understand it, it uh, definitely help people if you see them struggling. And that's always a really hard thing because I know myself as a fitness professional and a fitness enthusiast, um, I don't want to walk up to someone and maybe they think they're doing it right or something. I don't know. Maybe they're even a trainer. I have no idea. But I don't want to be like, hey, you're doing this wrong. Would you like some help? That there's better ways to go about it than that. Um, and it's always hard because you don't want to step on someone's toes or hurt their feelings either. Um, there have been a few instances, and I don't let this happen often, but where I do see somebody struggling with something and I'm like, would you mind me giving you a little bit of unsolicited advice? That's usually how I put it. And, you know, I don't think I've ever had somebody say, no, I got it figured out, thanks. Um, I would say every single time somebody's been like, yeah, I'd love to hear your take on something. Even for me personally, if somebody walks up to me in the gym and says, hey, um, I think I could help you do that better, I would... 100% take them up on it. I've done it in the past. Um, as a matter of fact, someone the other day helped me out with my deadlift and completely dialed it in better than it had been before. And it's not that I was doing it incorrectly per se, and it's not that the other person that was helping me do it, because I have a coach that's been helping me with deadlifting, was teaching me the wrong way. It's just everybody has a different way of teaching people how to do things. And so you may learn better with somebody else's words and way of describing a technique. So I'm always down to learn new things. I think that that's fantastic. I love lifting with new people and learning their techniques. Um, I just love being a sponge for that kind of stuff. So if you see someone struggling, I know it can be hard sometimes, but maybe offer to help them. I mean, sometimes it's pretty apparent when somebody's new in the gym. Also, if you are that person struggling, do not be afraid to ask someone for help. I can't think of anybody that I work out with in the morning, like anybody in the whole gym that works out there, and I don't even talk to most of them, that if you were to ask them, hey, I don't know how to use this machine, or hey, how do you do this, or what would you recommend for this, I don't know a single person that would be like, <laughs> and laugh at you about it. I can't. I mean, I think every person there would be supportive of helping you out. Um, I was approached by someone the other day that was asking, like, what days I train what? And I was perfectly happy sharing that with her because it was clear that she was new to the gym. 
Um, as a matter of fact, I wanted to help her out and like write some stuff down for her to maybe help her, you know, achieve some of her goals. Um, so yeah, anyways, uh, I think being afraid of the gym, it is intimidating even for myself sometimes. And I mean, I feel like I'm pretty comfortable in the gym, but, um, especially when I go to a new gym, but the thing is, is you have to realize that everybody is there for a reason. Everybody is there trying to improve themselves and, you know, you got to look at it that from that direction and always be willing to help someone if you see them struggling. Um, so yeah, anyway, um, I think another common misconception is women thinking that strength training makes them or will make them too bulky. Um, that is a huge misconception. Uh, yes, you're going to gain muscle. However, you're going to burn more calories than a typical cardiovascular exercise. Um, you will increase your metabolic rate, uh, which means you're going to burn more calories just at rest. It's also extremely good for your hormonal health and protects against osteoporosis. And there's a multitude of other benefits that you don't get from just cardiovascular exercise alone. Um, so you're not gonna end up looking like the people and the women you see in bodybuilding magazines or these big CrossFit games athletes. Um, I have a lot of friends that are petite bikini competitors. They lift heavy and they lift every day and they just aren't bulky. That's not how it works. If you feel you are looking bulky, then I would say we need to take a step back and look at other factors like body fat percentages um, and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I know you can't go off of how I look. Um, to some, I may look bulky. However, I have put on a substantial amount of body fat over a lot of existing muscle. And so I don't look petite. I, I look a little larger. Um, so the reality is basically strength training is going to give you the results you're actually looking for, even though you don't know it right now. So... Um, don't be against maybe looking into a strength training program and trying it out for a month or two. Maybe 90 days would be optimal and just seeing what kind of results you get from that. So um, other things to avoid. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've seen these juice cleanses or these 30-day detoxes or meal replacement shakes and supplements. Um a lot of these common multi-level marketing programs like Beachbody and Weight Watchers and uh, there's a whole bunch of them. There's like Advocare. I think they have like diet plans too. I don't know. Anyway, many of these plans are setting you up for failure. Um, first and foremost, I admire people for taking that step to get there and wanting to purchase that program and do it. And I understand the lure of it. It's at home where no one can watch you. You don't have a gym membership. Um, and you won't be judged by anyone. Um, and let's just face it, their marketing states you're going to see fast results. And they show you pictures. And it's, it's all attractive. Um, so you get these mega fit people jumping around on a video in front of you, giving you the allure that if you follow their program, you can look like them. And that is just not the case. Um, I guarantee you those people did not get looking the way they do by doing the program that they are doing for you. They've spent time in the gym with a solid weight training program. 
and most of them have undergone heavy dieting, much like a bodybuilder would go through before ever even filming that program. Um, a lot of these programs have large calorie deficits and intense cardiovascular exercise. Um, so basically their, their routines don't progress you. They're the same thing. It's like an hour of high intensity movement, basically. So you could do their program for an hour or you could do jumping jacks for an hour and you're basically going to burn the same amount of calories. So um, it's basically calorie based. Um, there's lack of programming and no progression. It's just keeping your heart rate elevated for an hour. So I can kind of con compare that with it being like going to the grocery store and shopping for everything you would buy in the organic section. So yeah, you're not buying Reese's peanut butter cups, but instead you're buying the Justin's almond butter cups and they're made with organic sugar and all that. But essentially it's just the same thing. They're still junk food. So whether you're going for a run or you're doing beach body, you're probably going to get the same results. So you can do anything for an hour. And of course, you're going to lose weight. You're keeping your heart rate elevated for an hour solid. So caloric deficit and intense cardio for an hour. And, you know, that's how you're losing your weight. Um, but it's not also taking into account your general adaptations to exercise. So it depends on how you want to go about things. Do you want to lose fat or do you want to lose fat and increase your metabolism? Because you're going to increase your metabolism by lifting weights and having a solid program. And that's not a benefit of Beachbody. It's going to give you the benefit of burning calories only. So um, a lot of people, for example, will walk into the gym and they want to do the thing that burns the most calories. They want to look at that cardio equipment. What am I going to do to burn the most amount of calories in the least amount of time? Um, and a lot of that is not actually what matters. What matters is the general adaptations that your body is going to make after the workout. So, um, anyway, that's how that works. Also, um, they put you in a huge deficit and you're doing these intense workouts on this plan. And I admire they, from what I've seen, are giving you relatively healthy options of things to eat. But then you've got to buy their shake, which is loaded with sugar. It's right in the ingredients, uh, organic cane sugar. And their shakes are like 160 calories and $129 for a bag. That's a lot. I can go to my local supplement store. Um, here I like to go to Patriot Supplements. And they have high quality protein shakes that are not proprietary blends. And they have more protein and better ingredients and way less calories. So... Anyway, if you're in one of their plans, I think that spending the money on their shakes is a waste of money. And you're eating real sugar. So, um, eat an apple. I don't know. Anyway, uh, also they recommend that you go on, depending on the person, but the most common thing I've seen is between 12 and 1,500 calories a day. Which is going to mean you're going to be hungry all the time. Especially when you start to lose a little bit of body fat. Um, you're doing these high intensity workouts 
and then you're eating in a deficit and on these pretty restrictive plans and that is likely to make you want to binge so you're gonna get hungry and next thing you know you're gonna be picking at food and gaining a whole bunch of calories that you didn't need sometimes it even makes it worse than you were to start with so anyway um and in either that or you follow the plan for the whole I think they do what is it like a 90 day thing you follow the plan for like 90 days and then at the end of the 90 days what do you do you lost all this weight but you're binging you know and then you can't stop binging so until your body's like oh I'm back to homeostasis so uh anyway basically there's a million diets out there not any one particular is the right one for you and sometimes it takes some trial and error. Um, so I do recommend whatever you do pick, you take one and you try to stick for it to it for like 30 days. Um, but make sure it's a sustainable one. You know, don't put yourself on a thousand calories a day and do that for 30 days. You're going to be hungry and you're setting yourself up for a disaster. Um, if you're going to be a calorie counter or a macro counter maybe look at what you're consuming. Um, I do this with all my clients that I take on. I actually have them do a seven-day food journal, and I see exactly what they've been consuming every day so that I have an idea of what amount of calories per day that they are starting with. Because taking someone that could be efficiently eating, I mean, say they're a little overweight, but they're efficiently eating 3,000 calories a day, and cutting them down to twelve or 1,500 calories is just not logical. You want to keep people's calories up as much as you can. I mean, who would want to automatically make their body get stuck at a 1,500-calorie spot? Not me. I would rather eat more. So anyway, um, I take all my people, and I have them log their food for seven days, and then I know what they've been eating. So if you're thinking of starting to do a calorie-counting type of diet, maybe... Take a look at what you're you're actually eating every day. There are plenty of apps out there. MyFitnessPal, um, I like to use Lose It. Um, calculate what you're actually eating per day and then maybe back it off a little bit off of that unless it's some um, insane amount. Um, but really, you could start with backing it off 100 or 200 calories, doing that for a couple weeks and then seeing how your body responds. You know, you can always reduce it a little more, but it's easier to reduce it a little bit at a time than stick yourself in a huge deficit for a while, and then all of a sudden when you start eating again, you're going to gain a ton of weight. Um, so that's my suggestion there as far as calorie counting goes. Um, I do watch my cal calories relatively, but uh, more these days I go a lot more off of like serving size. Um... I like to get myself like six ounces of protein in and like a handful of some kind of carb. Um, typically for me, it's like some sweet potato. Um, sweet potato is a really great carb and um, I feel like it has a longer time to digest, I guess. It's got quite a bit of fiber in it, so sticks with me longer and... Um, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a fan of sweet potato, but for some that could be some rice or some regular potato um, or maybe an apple, you know. I mean, those to me are all kind of a little bit equal. Um, I just kind of try to structure my meals around six ounces of protein 
a little bit of carbohydrate, and then a little bit of fat. I mean, for a woman, the general rule of thumb, literally, is a thumb of fat, like a thumb size of fat, um, a cupped hand of carbohydrates, and a palm-sized portion of protein. So I'm a huge fan of clean eating. I always have options in my refrigerator ready to go. So for example, today we cooked up um, a whole bunch of chicken breast and I cube it up ahead of time and have it in a big Tupperware in the fridge. So it's easy to just grab a handful size portion out and stick it on my plate. Same with sweet potatoes. I have them all roasted ahead of time. They're in the refrigerator. I grab my little cupped handful of sweet potatoes and then I usually eat a little bit of avocado. That's healthy fat nuts maybe like a thumb size portion of nuts you know like 10 almonds you know um 10 pecans uh anyway is so it's just portion control um i think obsessing about calories can set people down a wrong road so i think if you're just watching your portions and you're eating clean unprocessed foods you're going to see results so the other thing that we like to have in the fridge that is easy and accessible is we usually have some kind of roasted vegetable. Um, we usually have like some broccoli or lately it's been Brussels sprouts. Um, just something that's quick and easy um, because it's actually pretty delicious to throw your protein source and a little bit of potato or sweet potato or maybe if you like rice, rice, um, throw that into a skillet and saute it up. I mean, it tastes great. It's just like a little, you know, skillet meal. And every one of us enjoys that, in, including my kids. So um, always have, my point here is like always have a vegetable, a protein, a fat, and a carb available in your refrigerator, something healthy and unprocessed. And it makes it easy to grab it on the go. Um, chicken and avocado is great on the go. It doesn't need to be heated up. Tastes wonderful. Just a thought. Um, so yeah, that's my, my thinking on some of the diet plans out there. You don't know what's going to work for you. What works for others may not work for you and vice versa. So, um, if you do decide to commit to something, make it reasonable, but then commit to it for like a month and give it a try. If you're not seeing results then maybe you need to try something else. So um, some other things to avoid. I'm not saying don't make a commitment and don't set a goal, but don't make a commitment to save the world in a day. Don't go from zero to a hundred. And then the first time that it doesn't happen or you don't make your goal, you're discouraged. Um, you do need to make your new choices as effortless and as reasonable as possible um, for example, if you decide you're going to go to the gym, don't make it a gym that's way out of your way because your friends go there. Um, I get that camaraderie is great when you want to start working out, but if it's not something that's convenient to your lifestyle, you are less likely to use it. So try to find something that's convenient for you, has the convenient hours, even if it costs a little bit more. Um, do things that are convenient for you. Also set realistic goals. If you're looking to get into fitness, 
if you want to and you and you want to do it, then sure, go every day, you know, maybe give yourself a rest day. But if you're new to fitness and fitness is not necessarily something that appeals to you, do not set a goal saying, I'm going to be in the gym seven days a week for two hours. It's just completely ridiculous. First of all, you're not going to enjoy it. Um, and then also, it gives you a chance to fail if you don't go or you oversleep or you can't make it. And then you're just going to eventually, this is going to happen multiple times and you're just going to be like, screw it. And then guess what? You're out of the gym. You know, I think maybe start out slow. Um, See how you can fit it into your lifestyle. Maybe three days a week, I'm going to go to the gym. Maybe if it's even walking or maybe it's not the gym. Maybe it's just going for a walk three days a week. I'm going to go for a walk, you know, Um, three days a week. I'm going to get up at work you know, on my break and I'm going to stretch or I'm going to walk around the building or it doesn't have to be something insane, especially if you've been doing the same thing for a long time, your body has adapted to that. So any new thing that you try is going to be a bonus. Um, So you don't have to jump out of bed every morning and go to the gym and crush yourself and be uncomfortable and unhappy and miserable. Um, Part of making changes is making sustainable ones, things that you can do, you know, permanently and maybe find some enjoyment with. And so if you're miserable and you're not really keen on starting fitness, but you just want to look good, um, then you're less likely to not achieve your goal. So try to find something that you enjoy, you know. Um, And then there is... um, kind of a part of that where it does take a while to develop a habit they say about six months to probably develop a habit so maybe stick with that three times a week for like six months and then maybe you'll find that it has become a habit and it's hard for you to miss a day and so you can start adding days on after that where it has become a habit and something that has become part of your routine um my husband just recently started working out um probably a couple months ago and after like the first month he was like well Connie I thought like you and all your buddies I would get addicted to going to the gym after going for a while but I still don't like it and I don't see where you guys are getting that and I was like well I don't know just keep giving it a try and see what happens and so a couple months go by We're sitting at the dinner table the other night and my husband had missed going to the gym because his alarm didn't go off or maybe the roads. I couldn't remember what the reason was. But anyway, um, he goes, man, it was really weird not going to the gym today. And I was thinking, ha, you're finally getting it, (laughs) getting the bug. But yeah, you got to make things um, sustainable. You can't just ride out the gate put yourself on some extreme diet and then go to the gym seven days a week and um, expect to be setting yourself up for success. Um, Also, your body is going to be like, what in the hell are you doing to me? You know, you go from one extreme to the other. Completely not necessary. Your body has become, it has achieved homeostasis where it is at currently. So any changes for the better that you make, you are going to benefit from. Um, also give yourself a sufficient amount of time to see the results. Um, if you're overweight and you are looking to lose weight, um, I can pretty much guarantee you did not become overweight overnight. Um, 
And so something you need to do is keep in mind that it is going to take time to lose weight. And I know that there are a lot of companies out there saying, lose 40 pounds in 40 days, or we'll hypnotize you, or drink only our shake and you're going to lose 10 pounds. Any form of weight loss that is sustainable is not going to happen overnight. Making small changes and being patient with your body is what's going to lead to long-term results. Um, I know there's a lot of theories out there revolving around metabolic set point, for example, which I do believe is a real thing, Um, especially for myself. I have pretty much been... 170 or 180 pounds like my whole life since I can remember Um, and I've been hitting fitness really super hard for the last three years and now I cruise at about 145 150 so if you think about it it has taken my body three years to change my metabolic set point from 180 pounds down to 150 pounds. It has taken time. But now, comfortably, I can pretty much eat... I don't eat like a crazy person, but I can pretty much eat what I want, and my body maintains 150 pounds. That has... That's its new set point, you know? So it's like a thermostat, you know? it You, you turn the heat down... Are you? It wants to stay in one place. The heat goes down, and the thermos, the heat, the term, thermostat will turn on to put the heat back to the same place. It takes time to change that, so you need to be patient with yourself. And sometimes it's hard to do. You, it, you know, um, me personally, I'm definitely not a patient person. Uh, it's very, very hard for me to be patient with things. Right now, I'm in a muscle building phase. Um, I plan on competing in a couple years, and. I want to bring the best possible package I can to the stage, and I realize that's going to take some time. And so I've got friends all around me that are jumping back on stage again, and as much as I would like to do that, I know that in order to achieve the best physique possible for myself, I'm going to need a good couple of solid years building. And so being patient is really hard for me sometimes, but I'm doing it. So it's the same with weight loss. you got to be patient with yourself the slower you're losing, maybe the easier it is to keep it off later down the road. You're less likely to binge. You're less likely to have some huge rebound over some huge carbohydrate restriction that you've had. Um, so yeah, slow, slow and steady wins the race every single time. Um, Also, along with setting big giant goals is that's the same thing with your food. You don't need to go in and change everything overnight. Some people that works better for them, but just keep in mind, it's also easier to set yourself up for failure with that. So making small changes is really a great thing. Um, I was just speaking with someone the other day um, that has having some health concerns herself, but more than herself, it's her husband. Um, His doctor has told him he needs to change his diet um, because his he's got high cholesterol, he's overweight, has high blood pressure, a whole bunch of things going on. And she said, man, all he does is eat junk food all the time. And she said, with dinner, he has like a giant chocolate milk. And I was like, okay, well, let's think of what we can do to still give him the satisfaction of having a chocolate milk, but not having it. So the first thing that came to my mind was, Man, one of my protein shakes 
It's like double chocolate flavor. And it tastes delicious. Can we start supplementing a protein shake instead of a giant chocolate milk? Um, That way he's getting in some protein, um, which your body typically has to work a little bit harder to burn protein calories. Um, He's getting some protein, and then he's not also eating this giant mess of sugar that's going to mess with his um, blood sugars um, and his insulin secretion. So anyway, just little things like that can, can make big changes. I mean, and so... I guess don't put so much pressure to change everything overnight. Maybe set a goal to change three types of things you're eating a week or even one, whatever. Um, maybe he's going to stop drinking sh- soda and start drinking a protein shake instead. Or maybe um, instead of eating fast food, you're going to start cooking at home five days a week, you know. Just things like that are going to um, see you down your journey so much better. So um, anyway, those are some of my tips to um, achieving some of your your New Year's resolutions. Um, remember, slow and steady wins the race. Um, also, there is no magic pill, no magic supplement, no magic program that is going to see your results happen overnight. There's just not. Um, And if you have concerns, by all means, hire a coach. There are a thousand good coaches out there, people that can help you achieve your goals, hold you accountable. But look for a coach that has your health's best interests in mind. Research their credentials. Talk to them. I mean, seriously, send them a message or talk to them on the phone See what their goals are. Um, Myself, personally, with my clients, I want to see them succeed. Like, to me, the money, I mean, obviously, we all need some money to help us with our time and stuff. I'm a busy mom. I also have money into my education and stuff. Um, But it makes me over the moon happy to see people be successful, Um, I have several clients now that have lost over 40 pounds and to see how happy they are that they are achieving their goal and they don't feel it's some big inconvenience is so rewarding. You know, I have a couple girls that are like, man, I'm going to cook this way for the rest of my life because I can't believe how much better I feel and how easy it is to actually eat healthy. I don't have to go eat out. And then also... I've had girls give me a call and they're like, oh my gosh, I have to go out with my friends and I'm freaking out. I don't know what I'm going to eat. And I said, well, you know, let's look at the menu and see what you can eat, you know, and let's see the the easiest, healthiest thing to find for you on that menu or just go and enjoy yourself. You know, it's not an everyday thing. Sometimes you can reward yourself. It's okay. But, you know, don't stress about it. You go do it. Eat the food get it over with and just start off again. Then, you know, the next meal is a new meal. It's a new day. It's a new minute, you know? So, um, but she found out that if she goes out to Mexican food, because she just really doesn't want to eat processed food anymore. She said it makes her feel horrible. Um, she found out that if she goes out for Mexican food with her friends, for example, 
Um, she'll just get the taco salad without the chips, and she'll just put some guacamole and salsa on it. And she's like, man, it's freaking delicious. And I feel great afterwards. I don't feel all weighed down. I don't have, um, you know, any kind of um, ramifications from eating it. So she said she enjoys it. Or if they go out to a restaurant, she'll just get a burger without the bun um, and with all the fixings, of course, and it's delicious, you know, there's, there's compromises you can make that you can still enjoy. And, you know, I love helping people make compromises and do things that are still going to help them achieve their goals. So look for a coach. There's a ton of great coaches out there. Find somebody that's going to help you be accountable. Um, but that's also got your best interests in mind. That is always number one. If they are not looking out for you, then, you know, you need to find a different coach. So do your research. There's a lot of great people out there. One more really great thing um, when you're setting a goal for yourself is to write it down. Um, write it down, take notes, and maybe write down how you're going to achieve that goal, where you see yourself in a longer time frame. Um, you know, I like to set myself um, daily, monthly, weekly, yearly goals. Um, right now, I actually even have myself um, written down some five-year goals. So um, just because it's not going to happen now doesn't mean it won't happen later on. Um, and one more tip to helping out with your health is drink more water. I don't see enough people drinking water. They'll drink like a couple bottles of water a day. If you can at least get in, I mean, me, me myself, I drink a gallon of water a day. Um, that might be a little bit excessive, but maybe try to get yourself in 75 or 100 ounces a day. That's really going to help you feel so much better, and it's going to help you with your weight loss goals. So anyway, I think I pretty much touched on everything, so I think that concludes my episode. Well, everybody, that concludes today's episode. I hope you were able to get a few pearls out of that. Um, I wish I had, I mean, I could probably talk on setting realistic goals forever. Um, however, I think that it would probably bore you at one point. So anyway, there's just a few of the big things that I felt were important to touch on. Um, and like I said a million times before, nothing um, is going to happen overnight. Um, anything worth having is going to take a little bit of effort and it's also going to take some time. So, um, that being said, um, I can be found on social media at Connie Begani, which is, um, C-O-N-N-I-E-B-E-G-O-N-N-I-E. If you have any questions at all about today's episode, you can DM me on Instagram um, or I will include my website in the show notes. You can shoot me a message on there. Um, and yeah, I would love to hear from you. Um, and it, with all of my episodes, sharing is caring. Share with your friends, share with your family, subscribe, um, leave me a review. It would be very much appreciated because that is the fuel that helps keep this fire burning and keeps getting information out there for others. So if you like today's episode, please leave me a review. Please share with your friends. Um, and I look forward to talking with you next time. 
Have a great new year and I'm wishing you the best in achieving all of your goals.